Good morning, welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. This is BRNAM for Monday, November 27th, 2023. At our top story today, the portfolio diet may help decrease the risk of heart disease and stroke. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Dr. Andrea Glenn is a postdoctoral fellow at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. Dr. Glenn, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thanks so much for having me. And, and and look, we're talking about the portfolio diet after Thanksgiving, and that we'll get into that in a few minutes. But um, the thesis here is that portfolio diet will help decrease the risk of heart disease and stroke. But let's take a step back. How pervasive are these two ailments in at least American society today? Yeah, that's a great question. So heart disease and stroke are one of the leading causes of death in this country along with cancer. And while we have seen um, some benefits from medications in terms of um, lower risk as well, they, the rates do seem to be increasing, mainly related to the older population, as well as some risk factors that are also increasing. And, and how much of it is dietary related? I know we're gonna to get to the portfolio diet in a minute, but how much is it related to our behavior or lifestyle habits? Like, you know, if, I don't, if I'm sedentary, um, it just, our, our predisposition uh, in terms of our genetics, um, how much of it is related to that versus what we consume on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, so there's definitely a genetic component to heart disease and stroke, but by and far, lifestyle is the biggest risk factor. In okay. particular, diet, but physical activity, stress management, smoking, all of those are important risk factors for both of those uh, conditions. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. All right, let's talk about the portfolio diet what exactly, so I'm going to have for lunch, chicken and broccoli steamed, sauce on the side and white rice. What is, you know, so knowing that that is what I'm having for lunch and that's what I eat pretty much every day. What in the, is the context of the portfolio diet? How does that work? Yeah, so the portfolio diet was, or the concept of it was actually generated about 20 years ago. So it was a dietary pattern originally developed to lower um, LDL cholesterol, so that's the bad cholesterol that's uh, known to increase heart disease. Um, and it is pretty plant-forward dietary pattern, so it has different components that you add to it. Um, so it's high in plant protein, particularly soy, but that can also include beans, chickpeas, lentils, and peas. It's high in nuts and seeds, any type. Viscous fiber sources, so things like oats and barley, psyllium, uh, fruits and vegetables. It also has phytosterols generally given as a supplement, and it also has high um, monounsaturated fats. So that can be like olive oil, canola oil, canola oil, or avocado. Yeah, so it sounds very different than the traditional American diet where a lot of people go to fast food. I mean, we're all in the go in this country. I mean, all of us, uh, no matter where you are in society, people are on the go. Um, so it sounds very different than a traditional American diet, which would have probably a lot of meat, a lot of fast food, um, maybe some fries every once in a while. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely some uh, swaps that the, the population would need in order to follow this dietary pattern. 
Well, Dr. Glenn, um, I, I want to talk a little bit about the study itself um, and how you validated that the portfolio diet um, is really, I mean, it's been around for 20 years, but how it really has had an, a positive impact in reducing risks in these areas. Can you talk a little bit about the study? Yeah, for sure. So what we did for this study is that we followed over 200,000 healthcare professionals in the United States for uh, 30 years. And then we used dietary reports um, that they filled out every four years to see what they're eating. And we would take um, part of the components from the portfolio diet that I mentioned before and see who was following or eating more of those foods if they had a lower rate of heart disease and stroke over those 30 years. Um, and what we saw is that there was a 14% lower risk of both um, heart disease and stroke. And which is significant. I mean, that's statistically very significant. Uh, Dr. Glenn, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about transitioning to a portfolio diet. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on DRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Dr. Glenn, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Yeah, thanks so much. All right, uh, we talked about the study and, and obviously there's a statistically significant um, reduction in heart disease and stroke uh, when you move towards a portfolio diet. I want to ask you, uh, you know, how do we implement this? Because what we eat each and every day and what we consume is really an individual, individual's choice. And look, I'll, I'll be honest. I try to eat healthy. I do exercise. But every once in a while, I like a good slice of pizza. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that. But what are some lessons here? Let's, let's start with policymakers. Is there a lesson from this study, 30 years of information, um, is there a lesson for policymakers out there? Yeah, for sure. I think from a policy standpoint, what we did see in this study is that um, even though we did see a lower risk of heart disease and stroke with people following this diet, even the consumption of plant protein and some of those viscous fiber sources were quite low. 
So I think that really highlights a part of the diet that policy could be in place to ensure um, Americans and people globally will eat more of these foods so they could obtain the benefits from them. So things like um, soy products or beans, chickpeas and lentils, oats, barley, um, all those all those great things. And how about nutritionists? A lot of Americans, uh, myself included, have gone to that that profession, by the way, has really grown significantly, the, the, the field of nutrition. Obviously, uh, you're heavily involved with this study and, and with your team. But uh, what about some lessons for the nutritionists out there? Maybe they've been in practice for a long period of time. Maybe there's some going through school today. Some lessons there? Yeah, I think um, some important things to think about when you're reviewing these studies is to pay attention to how much people are eating as well. Because one of the really nice things that we saw in the study is that um, the participants weren't consuming a lot of these foods and we still see cardiovascular benefits, which I always think is a really good message for your clients. Um, so it's not an all or nothing approach, as you mentioned, um, you still like having your pizza, but um, there's definitely some good swaps you can do in your diet and you can still get um, those benefits. And I think that's a good message for nutritionists and, and patients too. Yeah. There are so many people when they go to a nutritionist or they, they go on a quote unquote diet, which means a fixed period of time that you're going to revert back, right? They're going to try to achieve a goal and that revert back. I think there's so many lessons there in, in the study. Um, what do you think consumers, they're going to shop, they're shopping every day, uh, presumably for food. Um, and look, food prices have gone up significantly during and after the pandemic, but are there some lessons there? Um, you, you talked about that you don't have to go all in with a particular diet. You don't have to, you know, forgive your, forgo your favorite foods. But what about shopping? What does it mean for shopping, going around that superstore? Yeah, I think the best way in terms of looking at it from a shopping perspective is to think about like what you normally eat. And then if there's some swaps that you could make in your diet to follow the portfolio diet or just healthy eating practices in general. Um, so for example, um, you might want to swap like a rice and try a barley instead. Um, or maybe you mentioned uh, chicken or red meat, you can try tofu or beans. And those are generally um, pretty inexpensive too. So that might help with some of the uh, grocery bills as well. And then yeah. again, swapping things like butter for olive oil, for example, could be another way to to look at that. And, and, and also, you know, some frozen vegetables, frozen fruits, maybe a little bit less expensive and that is an alternative. I know I make a smoothie every morning. We use a lot of frozen fruits and vegetables. And by the way, frozen vegetable protein or vegetable protein. Um, and that's a good way to get your nutrients, your macronutrients, but also uh, maybe try to adhere and make swaps out for the portfolio diet. Absolutely. The uh, frozen options are totally great. And um, they're usually frozen at their, their peak ripeness. So sometimes they might even be better than some of the fresh options. And last question, Dr. Glenn, how do you follow up? You know, the, the study of research or research is an ongoing, you know, you're always trying to learn more in, in science. How do you follow up this study? Uh, what, do you, what do you do to follow it up? Are you continue to track those individuals throughout the remainder of their lives, another 30 years? Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll continue to, to track these individuals and also look at other outcomes like um, mortality, for example, or death. Um, and then we're also planning to do a clinical trial as well that's um, hopefully going to be five to seven years where people follow this diet and see if they also get less heart, heart attacks and strokes. So 
definitely lots of things to look out for in the future. Well, Dr. Glenn, we're going to have to leave it there. Great to see you. Thanks for sharing insight into your study. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, somebody you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in only one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, and visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another great edition of BRNAM. We'll have a very special guest. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. Don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.